great to be back. Wonderful. You guys all held down the fort quite nicely. Everything seemed like it ran smoothly. You guys received communion together without us, and uh, worship was great. And again, man, uh, Heather, excellent this morning. Excellent. It's, it's, it's amazing when for, when, for a moment, we get our focus off of ourselves and onto him and what he can do. I literally, after giving that little short little insert, I literally felt our whole service like take a step up because we just all realized, oh, it's not about us, it's about him. And so we, all of our attention went on him. So I just love that. I love, I love corporate worship. You can't get that by yourself in your car, even though it, you might have your favorite song on. There's nothing like being together, being in the house of the Lord together and worshiping with one heart, one spirit, one accord. And if you're tuning in, thank you for tuning in. And, and that's great. We have that technology. But there's nothing like being together, like physically, you know. So anyways, so we were with you last week and it was good, but there's nothing like being here. So uh, we're going into this sermon series entitled Messy. Look at your neighbor and say messy. And go ahead and put up that graphic for us there, Jordan, Caleb. Uh, I, this is one of my favorite graphics uh, kudos, uh, hats off to Becca who created this graphic for us. I just love that. I love, I love the mess in the background because that's our lives, right? And so if you're, if you are taking notes or just for your reference, the title of this message is called life is messy. And so I'm going to kind of give almost kind of like an overview message about, about our sermon series. I'm not going to like target one specific little thing. Uh, so it's kind of like, it's like the preview of, of the series, even though I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things, but uh, let's pray. Father, we just come before you in the mighty name of Jesus and we, God, we know life is messy and God, thank you that you give us, God, the grit and the power and the authority, God, and the wisdom to, to, uh, go through the mess and go through life. And Lord, we are just honored <laughs> that you call us by name, that you call us your sons and daughters and that you've grafted us into your family. And Lord, we just thank you for your word today, transforming our life. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. 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 All right. Have you ever been in a season in your life where you said or thought, my life is a mess? Have you ever been, go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, then look at that. Every hand is raised. So, so just to know, you're in good company. Because all of us at some point in our life, whether you are, you know, before, before you're a Christian, still are, at some point, all of us say or think, my life is a mess. And, and just that thought process, and, and sometimes we may get isolated and think, well, it's just us. And I just wanted to remind you how many hands were up in this room and how many hands would be up if you're tuning in as well. Because all of us at some point in our life, think, man, I've got a hot mess going on right now. Because <laughs> life is messy. Look at your neighbor and say, life is messy. Okay. Not only is life messy, friends, people are messy. Amen. Some people are so messy. Some of y'all don't even like having people over your house because they're so messy. <laughs> I'll meet you at the door. <laughs> no. But people, friends, people are messy, right? God, think of this. God created the world perfect, the garden perfect, and we screwed it up. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because people are messy, right? Life is messy. People are messy. This world is messy. 
It's a hot mess, isn't it? I mean, this world is so messy. I mean, I mean, we have sickness and disease and war and politics and criminals and lies and deceit and crazy beliefs and lifestyles and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, this world's pretty messy. This world is a mega mess. <laughs> Look at your neighbor say mega mess. <laughs> The amazing thing is, is that Jesus, it was amazing. It was a mega mess 2,000 years ago, and he knew it was going to be a mega mess still. And the amazing thing that Jesus died and he came and he knew that he was going to come right into our mess of a life. I love it. I love it. I love it. This world's a mess. Sometimes we focus on our mini mess. Look at your neighbor say mini mess. Sometimes we have a little mini mess, right? You got the mega mess, and then you might have your own little mini mess. And if you know anything about children rearing, or now we are back in the puppy stage, mini messes happen a lot, right? I know. I mean, like, you, it's funny. It's funny when you, you know, when you have the concept of having children, but then when you actually have them, and then, and then there's like, it's just mess everywhere. I remember at one point, uh, our two toddlers, they decided to take all of our spices and opened them up, and they poured a big, huge mountain of all the spices right in the middle of our, of our kitchen because, right, toddlers are messy, right? Same thing if you, we're, like I said, we're back in the puppy stage. I mean, that guy, he will grab anything and run through the house, right? I mean, toilet paper, tissue, you leave it on the, I mean, he's going to grab a shoe because, right, it's a, it's a mini mess, right? There's, there's, there's mess that happens, okay? Life is messy. Right? Life can be messy. We can think our life's a mess maybe if we have rebellious children. Or maybe our kids are getting into trouble. Or maybe our marriage or relationship has brokenness in it. Or maybe, that's so crazy because we're talking, we were praying about all these things earlier today. Maybe you have financial problems. Maybe there's habitual sin issues in your life. Maybe you just feel like an emotional basket case. Maybe you just have explosive anger. Maybe... You're just not taking responsibility for your life or responsibility for what's given to you. Maybe you feel a failure in your thought life. Maybe you're just feeling like a failure in life in general. Say a mess. 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 It's a mess. Friends, everyone has some level of brokenness, some form of, of mess in their life. Go ahead and put that up there. Everyone has some level. Now, you can make your mess smaller. <laughs> you can minimize your mess. But it never really goes away. I mean, it's just part of life and brokenness and being in a fallen world is that, is that we're all going to have troubles, right? We're all going to deal with these type of things. And, um, and, and, and I just, just want to let you know, you know, sometimes you may not see it in other people, but they're, they're messy too. Some of the people that have the best mess are the ones who are best at hiding it. And usually the ones that are always telling you they're messy, usually it's not as messy as they say it is. <laughs> Drama kings. <Right>. Drama kings. <laughs> oh, man. You know, we, we live in a culture that likes to hide our mess in, you know, in success and money and stuff. And, you know, and it's easier to do that, that type of thing. But, but behind the curtain, behind the veil is still messy lives. I mean, when it, you think about this, you think of some of the most successful people and then, you know, news exploits happen of their life or, or they commit 
uh, a crime or they they uh, commit suicide or whatever. It's because it even um, even among fame and fortune and all the things that people aspire to, there's still a mess, right? Don't look at someone's life that looks good on the outside and think they have it all together because they don't. Go and put that up there, Jordan. You got to follow with me, brother. <laughs> think of this. Even the prophet Samuel, where the scripture says, not a single word fell to the ground. Anointed man of God, prophet, incredible, powerful man. I mean, two books of the Bible named after him. Uh, even, even he would say, even he would miss it. Because he would look at somebody's life and say, he has it all together. This is the next guy looking on the outside. We can do the same thing. We can look at people's lives and say, man, they have it all together. Look at their kids. Look at their, look at their future. Look at their, look at their career. And from the outside, it looks good. But don't you know that uh, the Lord, when he looked at it, he said, no, 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 no. They might look good on the outside, but let me tell you what's in their heart. And, and, in this, and in the same context, friends, we can look at people's lives and think, man, they got it all together when we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Right. Don't look at somebody and think, oh, man, I wish I had it like them. Because then you wish you probably have the problems they have. <laughs> For instance, you know, and I think sometimes we put people on pedestals, especially in the church. We put people of ministry on pedestals. And so I'm going to share a little bit of my mess. You, you, you okay with this? It's called being transparent. I love transparency. Okay. For instance, I have a tendency to be selfish. I was waiting for like an amen from my wife and it never happened. That was, wow. She, 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 I was waiting for it. I looked right at her like waiting for that. Amen. Like, right? I mean, for, exa for example, you know, I don't want to talk to the same person again and again about the same issue. Like, because I'm selfish, right? I'm like, I don't want to talk to you again about the same stuff. You know, you know I don't want to have to go to school and get my kid from school when they say they feel sick and I know they're not really sick. <laughs> right? I don't want to do the, the honeydew list that my wife created for me. Right? I didn't create it for myself. I've got my own list. But, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, I didn't ask for it, right? I don't want to be around people all the time. I'd rather be by myself. Selfish, right? I have tendencies to be selfish. So part of my mess of my life is fighting that selfish nature. Okay. Right? Um, I, mean, I mean, that's why our kids in our house have said, you know, is dad on his period? <laughs> no. Dad is on his exclamation point. <laughs> like, he's not on his period today. He's on his exclamation point. Okay. Not, friends, not only do I have a tendency to be selfish, I have a tendency to be prideful. And the pride that I deal with is not that I think I'm better than you pride. The pride that I deal with is that I don't need help from you pride. It's the I can do it on my own. I can figure this out by myself. And so I have a tendency of not asking for help when I need it. I have a tendency of not reaching out. Huh? I ask you for help. You're right there. You know what I mean? It's just, but yeah, but I'm selfish. I ask my wife for help. You know, I have a, again, you know, I just, I have this tendency of, of saying, I got this and maybe not even asking God for help or I can figure this out on my own or, 
you know. And so these things I, I, I recognize, I pray against them, and I try. Okay? I recognize, I know that I have these issues. I see them, right? Knowing is half the battle. I pray against them. I don't just say, well, that's just me. I'm going to always be selfish. No, I pray against selfishness, right? I pray against pride. I, you know, the, the scripture says to clothe yourself with humility, right? And then I try. And, 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 in, and in, in this case, I'm failing Yoda. Because Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try, right? And so I put him up there. Yes, Yoda, I'm failing you. But there is something in you having the, the will to want, okay? So, so I'm sorry, Yoda, in all of your wisdom, you missed this one. Because there has to be a point where we want to be better, or we want to be different, or we don't want this sinful nature to rule our lives. You know, I mean, for, I mean, if you have, like, if, like, and I just shared just a few of my mess. Maybe your mess is anger, right? Maybe that's, maybe that's your thing. Yeah. Okay? Maybe, maybe, maybe your mess has to do with, with loneliness and insecurity. Maybe that's your mess, right? Maybe your mess is fear. I mean, so, you know, it could be any of these things. And so as long as you're recognizing it, as long as you're at some, at some point, you're praying against that, that nature, right? And that you know the scriptures based around that attitude and that you're trying. <laughs> you're not just giving up and throwing up in the hands and saying, this is how I'm always going to be. But you say, no, Lord, I want your work to be done in my life. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. Sometimes I'm at my best and sometimes I'm at my worst. And that's okay. Right? We all want to have, we all want to be on our A game at all times. I have to tell my wife uh, and, and, uh, and people, you know, we, you don't bet a thousand. <laughs> think, you know, think of this. I mean, I mean, think of, I mean, think of some of the, the best baseball players in the world. You know, Sammy Sosa and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire. And these guys got struck out from time to time. They went up to bat. You know, with all of, with knowing how to do everything, and yet they swung and missed. And that's how our life is, friends. Sometimes, you know, we know the right thing to do. We have all the tools necessary. We have all the training, and yet we're going to swing and miss. Yep. It's, we're, we're not going to be a, a hundred all the time. So sometimes I'm at my best, and sometimes I'm at my worst, and that's part of the mess. Yep. It's part of the mess. And... um. You know, part of the mess as a person is knowing, uh, you know, that I'm going towards Christ with all of my best and all of my worst, right? I mean, we, you know, we want to give God our best, you know, but we also have to give him our worst too. And so I, you know, I lay my selfish nature at the cross. I lay the pride at the cross. I lay my sinful nature. I lay it down to him and, and ask for help in these areas. And so how do I combat selfishness? Then I try to serve. So knowing that selfishness has to do with me, wanting to be served, wanting my own way. There's been multiple times I do like this little er thing and I just get over myself and I do what I have to do. But I'm telling you what's in my heart. My, in my heart is I don't want to do it. Right? So, there's, so what I do is to combat the selfish nature of, of, of wanting to be selfish, I serve. So to combat that prideful thing, I ask for, well, I don't really do that. Um, 
I need help in this area, <laughs> okay, of asking for help when I'm, when I'm struggling, right, when I'm going through stuff. Because I don't know, there's just something, I don't know if it's just a man thing, I don't know if it's just a Josh thing. It's like you're going through things, you just suck it up, you go through it, you know, you're the man. Where that's not always healthy, right? Because then that can also cause me to explode on people that don't deserve that, right? So, so look at your neighbor say a mess. Amen. Say, Pastor Josh is a mess. He is a mess. He is a mess. That's right. But this is the thing, friends. A mess can be cleaned up. Come on, somebody. A mess can be cleaned up. <laughs> so here, <laughs> so few pictures of, of what of a mess we've got. We've got the you can tell what the one on the left is. That's a that's a toy. That's a child's mess. I mean, there's just toys everywhere, right? I mean, that's just that might be what your house looks like right now. Maybe that's how your house looked ten years ago. Maybe that's how your house is going to look in the next few years. Is that because when kids? I mean, you will learn. If, you, if, you, if you're a clean freak, if godliness is next to cleanliness, you, you are going to backslide. <laughs> because <laughs> there's a, you, it just doesn't happen. Okay? And then this next is just a hot, it's just a mess. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, if, if you've ever moved, if you've ever transitioned house, maybe you were living out of boxes. And so, you know, it just, there's nothing you can really do at that point. No, but, but it can be cleaned up, Right? The Lord can clean our mess. If you don't remember anything today, remember this. Okay, put on that, put in your little, right here, just like, zzz, get this, okay? Jesus can be your Mr. Clean. And God's word can be your arm and hammer. <laughs> Jesus can be your Mr. Clean. And God's word can be your arm and hammer. See, the scripture says that we are washed with the word. Actually, in the book of Isaiah, it says the word of God is a fire. It is a hammer. It smashes the rocks to pieces. So his word, his word can clean us up. Can be washed through, washed in the word, washed in the blood of Jesus. Jesus can be our Mr. Clean. Now, the thing about this, I know it's cute and funny, but, but we cannot make ourselves clean. I mean, you can take a shower, please do. Deodorant, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, brush your teeth, breath mints, all that. Yes, perfect. But as far as your spiritual well-being and your, your, emo your emotional health, your mental health, friends, the Lord has to do that work, right? The Lord has to clean that area. Sometimes we create our own mess, right? I mean, think about it. how many times have you created a mess with your own mouth? <laughs> right? How many times have you created mess, you know, with an action? How many times have you created a mess by not doing what you were supposed to do? <laughs> but how many times have we been in a place where a mess was created for us? I think those are the most frustrated. Where someone else creates a mess for you. Or someone else places you in a mess that you didn't create for yourself. Sometimes those can be the most frustrating. Sometimes we create our own mess and sometimes people create. And sometimes a mess is created for us. But we got to understand that, friends, messes are seasonal. 
Go back to that last picture there, Jordan, the last one. Mesler sees note. You look at this picture and you see the, the one, like I said, kids' toys, right? That's a season of life. Okay? My 18-year-old is, is still not over there playing with, you know, coloring books. Right? That's a season. Sometimes messes are seasonal. Sometimes they're seasonal. And sometimes messes are because we're not dealing with a, a real major issue that we have. I think one of the most important things for us to, to have and to be is to be teachable. And if you have an issue and you have other people, if, if everyone around, if you have a problem with everyone around you, if everyone else is the problem, you're absolutely right. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I mean, how many times are, are we able to look at other people's mess and not see our own mess? It's easy, right? It's real easy to do that. Sometimes it's just a major issue that we haven't dealt with. And again, we can't just embrace it, embrace our mess and just think, well, this is the way things are going to be. Because a mess can be cleaned up. Right? God can clean up a mess. He can clean up our lives. He wants to clean up our life. And we just have to have a choice. We have a, we have a choice to choose to change or the choice to choose to remain the same. Now, there's a, there is a, uh, uh, a mentor or a previous mentor of mine who used to say this. Go ahead and put the scales up, Jordan. Oh, I caught him talking. Put up the scales, buddy. <laughs> so there's this thing in our life where it's going to be, there's pain involved. So, um, so like if you've ever wanted to lose weight, there's this pain, it's called a diet, right? Um, if you've ever wanted to, if you, if you ever wanted to further your education, there's this pain, it's called homework, right? Uh, um, if, if you ever wanted to have children, there's this pain, it's called labor. And then the pain of, of raising kids for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, so there's this thing in our life, we can, and it's, and it's, and, it, and it's a scale. So like, for instance, if, um, if you want to, let's just say you lose weight, because that's one that all of us deal with at some point in our life. Um, if you want to lose weight, there is pain of change versus the pain of remaining the same. So change is, because it's painful, right, is usually changing diet, right? Exercise, you figuring out maybe, maybe, you, maybe you get a trainer, maybe you join a gym, you know, you put some money involved. And so, so, there's, so there's a weight in that. There's a pain in that, right? It's going to cost you something. Or you can have the pain of remaining the same. So what happens is, is you have the scale. So in order for people to truly change, what has to happen is the pain of the remaining the same outweighs the pain of change. That's when people change. If the pain of remaining the same seems like less weight than the pain of change, people don't change. They don't, they'll just stay in, in their life. They'll, 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 whatever it is, we'll just figure, you know, whatever. But the pain of change, when it seems like it's less than remaining the same, that's when people change. So it's like a scale. So when the pain of remaining the same is heavier, 
that's when you'll say, I'm done with this, right? right? That's usually when people are like, they've, they've come to their, the end of their rope is what they call it. I'm done with it. I'm done with this relationship. I'm done with this lifestyle. I'm done with living like this. I'm done with this job. I'm done, whatever. The, the, the pain of change. So, so you're going to move. You're going to change. You're going to go to church. You're going to, you know, uh, get rid of the, 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 you know, the dog water uh, of, a, of a spouse that's been cheating on you or whatever. You know, I'm just throwing things out there. But there has to be this, 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 this weight that, that changes, okay? So like, for instance, you know, I'm 42 years old, okay? I'm, uh, I'm heavier than I want to be. I need to lose like about 25 pounds, right? So, you know, people look at you, you look good. Yeah, yeah, you know, my wife says it all the time, you know? But what she says and what my blood pressure says are two different things, okay? What she says... And what my doctor says is two different things. Does that make sense? So, so I have to, even though it may, I might look good, according to my wife, on the inside, there's unhealth, right? So for me, I have to, I can either remain the same or I can do the pain of change. And so what, and for me, you know, so then I look at it. I want to be around for my family, right? I want to see my grandkids, the Lord tarries and my kids have kids. You know, I want to live a long life. So, you know, blood pressure they, is called the silent killer. So, you know, so I got to see doctors, you know, I got to take care of myself. So there's, so the pain of change, right? So for me, it's the pain of change is less than the pain of remaining the same. Okay. Are you guys catching this? You guys getting this? Okay. And, uh, and so the best, if you, if you ever have been on a diet or if you've ever talked to a nutritionist or a doctor or something, they say the best weight loss is incremental weight loss, right? Not you losing 30 pounds in 10 days, right? That's, that's unhealthy. But that you lose like maybe a pound a week, two pounds a week. And so it's, it's, it's called uh, incremental weight loss. Well, in the same context, friends, we can have incremental growth where we would have a mess, I'll put that one up there, Jordan. So maybe you're not where you want to be, right? Maybe you're not where you want to be. But all you need is not to be at that place you want to be. You just need one step ahead. Just one step ahead, right? Whatever that is, whatever that is. Incremental growth, friends. So for example, um, if you, I don't know, if you want to get your uh, master's degree, let's just say that, right? In order to do that, I mean, you're, it's, it's course after course after course, probably year after year after year. And, and I know, and the only reason that's fresh in my brain is because it's my wife's process right now. Uh, you know, she's going to get her degree, and then she's even talked about master's. And so, I mean, some, that, that is a 10-year process usually, right? It's not, boom, tomorrow I've got this degree, and you can start calling me Dr. Joy, right? I mean, it's, you know, forget Dr. Phil, you start calling Dr. Joy. It's a process, right? It's, it's, it's you know, uh, paperwork, it's, uh, it's, 
uh, midterms, it's tests, it's, it's small steps forward to have that end result. And in the same way, we can look at our mess and be like, and we, maybe in our mess we say, I want to be this type of person. Where I'm at now, I, I'm, I don't like. But to get there, it's just small steps forward. So, so whatever that is in your life, whatever it is, like I said, for, for Josh Hester, you know, dealing, how does, he, how does he become less selfish? Well, steps forward are serving, right? I mean, so whatever that thing is, whatever that mess is, incremental growth, small steps forward, baby steps, baby, small little ones, right? And knowledge is power, friends. I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to empower us. We, uh, we, he will give us the right tools. He will give us the right friends. He will put us in the right place. I mean, I mean, when you, as a son or daughter of God, if you have your mind made up about something, God will give you what's called favor. I've seen it over and over again. I've seen God just, just lavish favor when, 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 uh, when I've had a made-up mind or when my wife has had a made-up mind or when uh, a person of Christ has had a made-up mind about something and God just lavishes favor and grace and empowers uh, the person to do that. You ready to read some scripture? We've got a few verses here, then we're going to close. James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. God knew we was going to have a mess. He knew our lives was, was going to be messy. And he asked us, or he told us, go to the, the next slide there, Jordan. He told us to consider, I know I've got to like be on, I need like one of those little button pusher thingies. Uh, consider it joy, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Look at that. You're going to have mess in your life. Verse 3, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Friends, the end result is that maturity. The end result is that being complete, not lacking anything. But to get to that is going to be steps forward going through trials. Look at your neighbor say a mess. That's what it is. That's a mess. Psalms 55 verse 22. Says this. It says, cast your burden to the Lord. Cast your mess <laughs> to the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. You have a made up mind about something? You have a righteous indignation, like, man, I need change in my life. I need to do something. I want to get rid of this area that's a mess in my life. Cast that to the Lord. Cast that burden. Like I said, recognize it. Pray about that thing. I mean, rebuke that thing. Move forward. This is my favorite one right here. Psalm 118, 5 and 6. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Come on, can I get an amen? The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do to me. Check this out, those first few words. In my mess, I called out to the Lord. Come on. In the middle of my mess, out of my distress, and the Lord answered me and he set me free. The Lord wants to set us free. Like I said, especially if you have habitual sin, man, he wants to set us free. And then finally, the last verse here is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And this is the one that just blows my mind. Those first two words are just beautiful. But God. 
<laughs> but God, right? I love that. I've got all these issues, but God. I've got all this mess, but God. But God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were. I mean, I might have a mini mess now, but I had a, a mega hot mess at one point in my life that was worse than my mess now. And, and God wasn't, he wasn't afraid. He, he, he wasn't ashamed. He reached out. I love that scripture. It says, he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So he reached into your darkness. He reached into my darkness. He reached into our mess while we were still. We, you know, I mean, how, how often have we thought, well, I got to get my life together. I got to get myself together. I can't pray. My life's a mess, this, that, and the other. And people think this, right? People think, well, I can't go to church because I'm just so messed up. God already knew that, right? He knew while we were still, while we're still in our mess. The thing that just amazes me about the kindness of God is that he continues, even in our mess, to love us and call us up. Would you stand to your feet with me today? Maybe you feel like your life's a mega mess. God can turn into a mini mess. <laughs> I'm going to pray today. I said this is kind of more of an overview of messy. Because life is a mess. And we're going to, and we're going to face more mess. The scripture says that the world is going to just continue to get worse and worse. I mean, and but we as followers of, of Christ and believers know that, that his word is true. And he says, you know, he's not going to let the righteous go forsaken, you know, and in the last day, he's, he's going to pour out his spirit as the, uh, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And so we know God's going to be in the middle of it, in the middle of the mess. So, Father, we thank you, Father, for your kindness, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your amazing love. And if anyone in this room or tuning in online feel trapped, I thank you, Father, that your word says, to him who the Son sets free is free indeed, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Lord, would you break that trap would you break that lie would you break that mindset and bring freedom in jesus name in jesus name in the name of jesus break strongholds right now god break every stronghold that sets itself up against the knowledge of god break every stronghold lord jesus in the name of jesus break every lie the devil's king of manipulating us, Lord, and, and he roars around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, and he's attacking the church continuously, Lord. And God, we need your power, and we need more of you. The best thing we can do today, right now, is just surrender our life again to the Lord. Just surrender. It's the best thing to do. Right where you're standing, if you're tuning in, just surrender again. 
Say, Lord, my heart is yours. My life is yours. My marriage is yours. My children are yours. My job is yours. Everything that I own is yours. My will, I lay it down. Not my will, your will be done. (laughs) Your kingdom come, your will be done in my life. And in that, God, I lay down. Whatever is popping in your head is when we talked about mess, whatever that is. You just lay that at the foot of the cross today. Thank you, Lord. We're going to just take a moment that you just surrender to him. Jesus himself became a mess for us. Just think of him hanging on the cross, blood everywhere, probably dirt everywhere. When he fell in the dirt, hanging on that cross and became a mess for us. Just see dirt, sweat, blood, tears, a mess. we stand before him, he's going to clothe us with righteousness and clothe us with glory and put a new robe on you. And until we're there with him, Lord, give us the grit, the strength, the power, the grace, the authority to walk this life you've called us to walk. In the name of Jesus, we can be victorious. And all of God's people said, amen. You waiting for it? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. And may he give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen.